The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for the Hatzlacha of Yosef ben Sarah and his family, donated by Anonymous. May Hashem. Bless Yosef ben Sarah and his family with Osher v'chavod, Hatzlacha u'bri'ut, v'chol milin demetav. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilun nishmat hacham Abraham za'afrani ben Latifa. Ruach Hashem tanihinu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilun nishmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tanihinu began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Sadiqet Amud Rishon, right on the top line. Tanur Banan. We have a brighter. Yesh cholets le'imo misafek. There is a case where a fellow will actually make halitzat to his mother misafek. Even though we learned in the first Mishnah of the Masechet that of course there is no halitzah or yibum to the arayot. The mother is one of the 15 arayot. But there is a case that can come out where a fellow can make a safek at least. Uh, he has to make a halitzat to his mother. We'll see the case immediately. La'achoto... Misafek. In the same case, you can make also Halitzat his sister, Misafek, even though she's one of the 15 Adayot, the Bito Misafek. Similarly, a person can make Halitzat his daughter, Misafek, again, even though she is one of the 15 Adayot, it still can happen. Now the Gemara is going to give us each scenario individually. Kesad Immo. What's the case of Immo? So Kesad, Gemara says, Ketzad, but a imo veisha aheret, which means, let's say he has his mother and he has another lady. There is another lady setting up the case. Velahen shene zecharim, and they have two sons respectively. Vehazru veyaldu shne zecharim bemachbo. And they ended up, these same ladies, ended up having other children. But what? Where the children got mixed up. Like we learned yesterday. So now you have a safek, who those sons belong to. So one of the sons went and married the mother of the other one, which means the husbands died. And the fellow married the other mother, uh, the mother, mother, and the son of this one, we'll see all the cases in Rashid, be patient. Correct. And then they died without children. So each one has to make halitzat to both ladies. Now let's read Rashi, you'll see the case clearly. Second line in Rashi, Which means they had two children, like we learned. Uh, they got mixed up, it was dark, so they don't know who those children are. And he is one of them. Which means these ladies... And uh, also have Vadai children, respectively. Kegon, that gives you the case. Rachel Eshet Yaakov, Rachel is married to Yaakov, Shayala Yosef Memenu. Yosef is the Vadai. Vechana Eshet Reuben, Shayala Hesron Memenu. So those are the Vadais. Vehazru Vialdu, Shne Zicharim Bemachbo. Now, subsequently, when they had two more children, those are the Sefikot. Umetu Yaakov Reuven. So now Yaakov Reuven died. So who married their wives? Uba Yosef Benashil Rachel. He's the Vadai. Venasa Hana Imoshil Hesron. He married Hana. The Hesron Nasa et Rachel. So they switch, which means each one married the respective uh, other mother. Umetu Yosef Vehesron. So now Yosef and Hesron, they themselves 
died. V'nafnu lifnei ha-tarovet. So now they fell in front of these children that are safik. Rachel lifnei benashel Hana. She Rachel falls in front of the sons of Hanashihu Ahi Hasron, who is the brothers of Hasron, of his, uh, her husband. Vehana lifne binashil Rachel. And Hanah falls in front of the children of Rachel Shihu Ahi Yosef. That's the brothers of her husband. Umitok she'en yadua mi bena mi yibna. But in this case, over you don't know who the actual brother is. You don't know exactly which one is the Yavam and which one is the son. So therefore, Sericha Chalitza Mishnein. So she has to get, which is each respective lady, Hana and Rachel, need a Chalitza from both sons. Nimsa Kolechad Berat Cholitz Leimmo Misafek. So we have a case over here where one of the children is actually giving a Chalitza to his mother. And therefore, it's Misafek, because you don't know which one is the son, which one is the Yavam. So that's the first case over here of a case of Imo Misafek. Gemara continues with the second case, Le'achoto Misafek Kesat. I mean, what's the case where a person can make Halitza to his sister Misafek? Gemara says, Imo Ve'isha Acheret, his mother, and another lady, Sheyaldu Shte Nekevot Bemachbo. They gave birth to two Nekevot girls, Bemachbo. So those are the Ta'aruvot, those are the mixed ones, which you don't know who they belong to. Mm-hmm. So two brothers came along, not from the same mother, Vinasum, and married them. We'll see how that's legal. And they died without children. So now those brothers have to make halitza to both nimsa cholets la'achoto misafek. So he's making halitza to his sister misafek. Now I'm going to read you the case over here. It's a little clearer. I'm reading from the Nahalat Sevi. It's the picture number Kufayin Bet. Okay, now there's a different girsaot in Rashi. We are going to read it according to the first girsa. It's actually Kufayin Aleph, and I'll give you the case as follows. You have over here, Avraham is married to Sarah. Okay, Avraham is married to Sarah, and they have, let's say, a son, Reuven. Okay, Avraham dies. Sarah goes and gets married to somebody else. And that somebody else, let's say she gets married to Yaakov, that somebody else also has a wife already. And now they have two uh, daughters, and they become Benet Taruvot. You don't know who the daughters are. Are they Sarah's daughters or are they Rivka's daughters? Fine. So that, uh, they call the two daughters Dinan Tamar, let's say, for argument's sake. Who marries them? Well, Avraham, this fellow that was originally married to Sarah, he had two other sons from a different marriage. So let's call them Dan Vashir. Right? Dan Vashir, go marry Dina and Tamar, which is 100% legal marriage. And then what happens, Dan and Asher die. So now you have Dina and Tamar are going to fall into a subject of uh, Yibum, technically. So who makes the Yibum? Technically, it's Reuven. But it says Reuven cannot make the Yibum. He has to make Halitza to both Dina and Tamar. Well, on the side that that those uh, Dan and Asher are really his uh, uh, brothers, so therefore, so therefore Reuven has a regular regular Yibum. But on the side over there, that these uh, ladies over here are really from the sister, from, 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 the, from the other uh, wife, so therefore it's not subject to Yibum, and therefore they have to make a Halitza Lishtehem. Again, this is a case misafik, and that's why. Let's read Rashi. Rashi says the case as well, just to read it inside. Which means his mother. You don't know the girls who they belong to, which mother. Correct. So two brothers, 
ונסעום לשתיהן דקבות הללו, המעורבות, פיין. ונפלו שתיהן לפני זה ליבום. And they fell to this guy, to Yibum. The only problem is, one of these girls over here, could be, possibly, his sister from his mother. Because again, this Sarah was married to Avram, they had Reuven. This Sarah now went, married somebody else, and had this Benet Aruvot. So if those girls are Sarah's girls, so if Reuven and those, uh, those girls are... Sisters, and therefore there's no uh, yibum in such a case. So that she concludes and says, Now, if you recognized her, which is if you knew exactly which the daughter was, which the sister was, but that you would not need a halitza at all. But that you don't know. So one of them over there, it's on the side that you don't know. So if you have to make a that's the first uh, way that she sets up the case, and that's the, really the, the maskana. He brings another way of learning it, but he rejects it because he has different questions. So will suffice with this pshat in Rashi. If you allow me to say it just one more time, just for clarity purposes again. So you have this guy, Avraham. Let's say, make it clear, let's say it this way. Avraham had two sons already. Those sons put him on the side. So those sons existed already. We called them Dan Vashir. Avraham got married to Sarah. They had a son called Reuven, Avraham died. Sarah went along now and married somebody else. So now, when he married, she married somebody else. There was another wife there as well. They had two daughters. The two daughters are now mixed, mixed up. So now it's possible that these daughters over here are actually Reuven's sisters. It's possible not. Okay, they went along and they got married to Dan uh, Asher. okay, those, uh, those brothers. And what happened? They died, Dan Asher, those Abraham's children. And now Dina and Tamar fall to a subject of a potential Yibum. To who? To the brothers. Uh, Reuven is the brother of Dan and Asher. That's no question. They both have the same father, Abraham, as we said. Ah, so the question is, what does Reuven have to do? He makes a halitza to both these Ladies, why does he make a halitzah to both these ladies over here? Because Safek, one of them might be his sister. His sister. One of his sister. Ahoto. That's right. Ahoto. We don't know which one. And therefore, since you don't know, you have to make a halitzah to both. Comes the Gemara and says. So that's the case of Ahoto. Now we give the case of Bito. Comes Gemara and says, Sometimes you have to give a halitzah. To a person that's given a halitza to his daughter, misafeg. What's the case? Kesad ishto v'isha hayret, which is let's say a guy's wife and another lady. Shiyadu shte nekevot b'machbo. Okay, so they gave birth to two girls b'machbo. So they got mixed up. You don't know who they belong to. Uba u'achehen. So now came other brothers, two brothers, v'nasum and married them. Good. Now what happened? Umet. See from Rashi and from the same father. Umet. And then those guys died. Bedobanim. So now ze cholets libito misafek veze cholets libito misafek. Let's read Rashi. Please, Rashi. Ishto v'isha acheret. She brings the case clearly. Eshet reuven veeshet kalev. Okay. Sheyaldu shte nekevot b'machbo. Nimset ha'achat bito. She's one of these uh, girls over here is his daughter. Uba'u shene acher reuven. The brothers of reuven went v'nasum. Married them. No problem. They're allowed to marry, let's say, their niece. Nimsar reuven cholitz libito misafek. So now it comes out when he dies, Reuven now is making a halitza to his daughter, Mesafik Shishten Sirichot Halitza. Now she speaks out again, Bimayam Makir Bito. Of course, if you knew which one uh, his daughter was, Haita Petura. Good. The Imshne Ache Kalev Nasum, same uh, side and the other way. Which is, let's say uh, you have another guy, so the brothers of Kalev. Married these uh, these girls. Hare kalev cholitz libito misafek. Fine. And then she brings from the lashon mori. But this is the pshat that he takes as a So we have three cases that we learned so far. We have a case of a person could be cholitz le imom misafek. We saw a case could be cholitz la achotom misafek. And then we had a case of bito 
Misafek. Now the Gemara comes on to bring some other interesting cases that can happen. Comes Gemara and says, Tanya, we have a bright Tanya. Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir said, Ish ve'isha pe'amim shemolidin hamesh umot. It's possible that a husband and a wife can bring to the world five different um, classes of uh, of, uh, of children. Of 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 of, of status. Right. What are they? Kesat. That's the case. Yisrael shelakah eved v'shivcha min ashuk. Okay, Yisrael went to the marketplace, bought an eved v'shivcha v'lahen shene banim. So they have two children. Now the children at that point over there, before they're bought by the Yisrael, are considered akum. They're considered goyim. V'nitgayer echad mem. So one of them converted. So now already they have one goy. And one yes. Jew. Nimsa ehad ger vehad oved kochavim. So we need three more. Hitbilan leshem abdut. So now the owner, the Jewish owner, he dipped them in the mikveh leshem abdut. Viniskeku zelaze. Now they're allowed to be with each other. So the Eved went with the shifcha. Harekan ger. Right? Ve'ovet kuchavim. Ve'ovet. Now I have the third class. You have the Eved. Because what's the product of an Eved and a shifcha? You have an Eved. So now the master went along and he freed the shifcha. But what did he do? So now So now the Eved went with her. Now what's the deen if an Eved goes with a Yisraelite now? Because she's Jewish now. So the deen is, she becomes the child of a mamzer. So what do you have? You have four classes. You have the ger. You have dovet kuchavim. Because now again, this was Shafa that's freed, is considered regularly Israelite, went with the Evid, that brings a Mamzer. Shechrer Shenehem, now he ends up freeing them both. And they got married to each other. The child that comes out of the free David and Shifcha is a full-fledged Jew. So if we have a case where from two people you can have five okay. sons and each one is considered a different status, different class of person. So Gebra says, my Kamash what's the what's the Hadush? Which means all these rules seemingly we know already. So Gebra says, I'll tell you what the Hadush is Ovet Kukhavim Ve'avid Haba al Bat Israel Habalad Mamzer. She's teaching the Hadush that this right has found the Shita that says that an Ovet Kukhavim or let's say in that goes with a Bat Israel, the child indeed is going to be a Mamzer. If you don't go with that Shita, then you don't have the five uh, cases. Right. So that's the Hadush of the Mishnah. Comes the Gemara and continues. What do we learn from here? Right, what do we learn from here? So we learn from here that there's a Shita that says. No, Ovet Kuchavim you don't, but you know, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You learn Eved from Ovid. Eved that goes with Israel, the child's a Mamzer. What? Dina a Goy. I mean, that's what it is. What's Eved? Eved and a Goy. This is the same status. Legabem Mamzer. Legabem Mamzer. That's what the Bright is saying. According to that Shita, this child will be a Mamzer. La Puke, the other Shita that's. The uniqueness is that any Kiddushit of sin, but it's not Chavik. Right, right. And that's. Equal between Evid and Ovet. Right, that's the, that's the commonality between the Evid. Kiddushin is not Tophes okay. in these cases over here. And it's no Kiritut, that's not going to be Akiva. That said that when there's no Ibek Kiritut, still the child can be a Mamzer. Comes together and gives another case. Tanu Rabbanan, we give a Braita. The Braita speaks out an interesting case. Let's do the case of the Braita. Yesh Mocher et Abiv. It's possible that a person will sell his own father in order to get his mother the payment for the ketubah. Which means, let's say, the father died, he didn't have money in his estate to pay the ketubah, so he could have a case where the child will sell his own father to get money to pay his mother off the ketubah. How is this possible? Ketzad, what's the case? Says Yisrael lakach evet v'shifcha minashuk. Okay, Yisrael went again to the market, bought an evet v'shifcha. Velahem bin. And they have a son, as we learned earlier, that son is considered an oved kochavim. He's a goy. V'shichrer et ha-shifcha. Then subsequently, the master went and freed up the shifcha. Now she becomes full-fledged Jewish. V'nas'ah. And he married her. He's allowed to marry her. She's Jewish. V'amad v'chatav kol nechasav libna. 
Oh, so he wrote in the Ketubah that all his nechassim, all his assets are going to go to who? To Hassan. Now, included in those assets is that Evid. Which means now one of the assets that go to the son is his father, who is an Eved. Nimsa, abiv Which it comes out now, the guy died, the master died, he didn't have money for the Ketubah, the mother or the wife wants Ketubah. So the son now takes his own father, who's an Eved, sells him, gets the money, pays off the Ketubah. So the Gemara says, Maika Mashma'lan. So what are you teaching me? What's the Hiddush in such a case? So the Gemara says, Big Hiddush. Kular Bimi'iri, which means the first Shita, the first Brahita that we quoted above where we said, Hayara Bimi'iri Omer, Ish Isha Pa'ush Wanadim Hamesh Umot, that's clearly Bimi'iri. The Sefa of this Brahita, in this case we have a guy selling his father, is also going Aliba, the Bimi'iri that says what? That he holds an Eved has a deen of metaltelin. What does metaltelin meaning? Movable goods. Which means this child over here can take the father. Father. So the Tosafot explains over here. Afalgav, meaning Tosafot Mani. Afalgav, the Bechot Duchta, meaning Hukshu Abadim the Karkaot. Even though normally we have a deen that an Eved has a deen of Karka. Right. That's why, for example, a master can bequeath his abadim to his children. Why? Because an Eved has a deen of karka. And therefore, they bequeath it like land. However, So why do we consider like metalte movables over here? Because really the mother, the wife, is not so mechdat that she's going to get this Eved as a payment for the ketubah. Why? Because they are movables in that sense. It's not a fixed item. They, 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 the Evet could die or the Evet could run away. So therefore we consider them over here like metal telin, and therefore he can go and sell it. And therefore once he goes and sells it, he can give take the, the money and the give a look at Rashi, please. Rashi says, Which is this last part of the Braita. It's the end of the original Brayta, but it's also Shetat Zabimir. This Eved over becomes Mishubad actually to the Ketubah, which means he's, uh, he can take payment from him. He's a coin to the Bimir. His Shita is that all Metaltelin become Mishubad to the Ketubah. And this is Shitan Ketubot. And therefore, since the Eved is the of Metaltelin, is also, there's a Shabud on the Eved, therefore he can be taken as payment for the Ketubah. So why, comes, why do you have to say it's the Shitas Yachid that is evidence of Because look, the Gemara gives another answer. The Gemara, that's the next answer. The Gemara says, Vibaitema, Hakamashmalan, Avda, Kimikarka, Dame. The Gemara says, oh, we can say the Hadush is teaching that in Eved. Is like karka. What does it mean? Like karka. So Tosfot explains the lishna dehashivdu mekarkei sabar desamcha darta elavayu kemo karkaot, which means she somech darat on this ever over, just like she somech darat on karka. So the first shita says really she's not somech darat over here, but since we consider it like. Metaltelin, you can pay from the metaltelin, so it's okay. Right. Second, she says, no, it's like karka, and therefore she can't be, she is so mechdata, and therefore either way, he would be able to sell his father in order to get the ketubah. Comes the next Mishnah. Ha'isha, shenit'arev valda bevlad kalata. You have a lady over here, her child got mixed up, with the child of her daughter-in-law. So again, let's keep the case over here of the Velador that got mixed up over here, but now we're giving a case of exactly his granddaughter, granddaughter which right. is the lady uh, that got had a child, but also the Kala, her daughter-in-law had the child. You don't know who it's from, because it was Bimahmo, was in the dark, and now we're going to see what happens. Zigdilu atarubot. So now what happened? They got older. Vinas unashim. They were boys. So they got married to ladies, umetu, and then they died. Umetu, now, come bene hakala. So now, the sons of the, or the children of the kala, holsin velo miyabemin. They make a halitza, but they do not make a yibum. 
Why? Which means, on the side that it's Eshet Ahiv, that's good, that's called the Yibum. Which means, on the side that really, there was their brother that died, so therefore they're making what's called a Yibum. However, Safek Eshet Ahi Abiv. But it's also a Safek that they might be his aunt. Which means, if, it, if it's really over here, his father's brother's child, or wife, so therefore you have over here a problem of aunt. That's one of the arayot. So therefore, in this case over here, you cannot allow them to make a yibum. So the deen is they make halitza to both, which means the, on the side of the kala, the concern is they're going up. So therefore, you're going up, you have a problem of there might be the end, and therefore it's going to be asur. However, going down would be different. The Mishnah says, zekena, but the sons of the zekena, ocholtsin, either make a halitza if they want, or miyabimin. They even have the option to make yibum. Why? Shesafek eshet achif. Again, so you have the safek over here. Could be it's their brother that died, and therefore they're making a yibum. Ve'eshet ben achiv. Or it is the wife of the nephew. And therefore, no problem either way. And therefore, the, in this case over here, the benea zekena have a option to yibum, whereas the benea kala only have an option of halitza. The Gemara now, the Mishnah gives the other side. Metua Kesherim. Now let's say the Vadais. We'll call the Kesherim the Vadais. Which means they died. Okay? Which means they uh, got married and they died. So now they're subject to Yibum or Halitza. So now it's going to be the reverse. The Mishnah says, Hata'arubot. Metua Kesherim. Hata'arubot. So the Ta'arubot. Which means those are the ones that are the Tzafek. Those have to make a halitza and not a yibum. Why? You're right. On one side, it's a, it's a fact that they were his brother and therefore it's subject to yibum. However, on the other side, it's ve'eshet ahi abiv. On the other side, this thing is going to be that she was actually, it's the wife of his father's brother. And that's one of the arayot. However, the b'nei ha'kala, but on the side of the, uh, the b'nei ha'kala, echad choletz ve'echad miyabim. So again, for the same reason that we said over there, because one of them is going to be a possible uh, yibum, which is not a problem, and it's not going to be a problem because it's going to be his uh, brother's son's wife, which is not a problem. So therefore, just to have the cases, it depends who died. If it was the Benetarubot or the Vadai, so it's going to make a difference to which uh, side, the Zekena, Bene Zekena, the Bene Kala, which was going to make a yibum or a Halitza. Just to... Uh, Okay, I think that's clear. She doesn't speak too much over here. Okay? If you'll allow me just to speak out uh, these cases with some names, just for the people that are listening to it, just to make it a little uh, more uh, uh, palatable. Okay? We're giving the case over here. Okay? So we're starting over here. Uh, you have a lady, uh, Rachel. Okay? She's the wife of... Yaakov, the way they have it over here, and she's the kala of Sarah. Okay, very good. Yalda shne banim. Okay, she had two children. Reuven, which is the vadai, no problem about Reuven. Ve'achad zachar she'enu yadua. Okay, and then they have the safek. Let's say uh, one child that's a safek. Gam the Sarah, which is her mother-in-law, Hayab ben Zachar, also had a child, they have him over here as Yitzhak. She'enu, and then also they have a son, She'enu Yadua. That's also a son that's not Yadua, also mixed up. So bottom line, the children over here are mixed up between the, uh, the, great, the mother-in-law, so we'll call her Sarah, and the daughter-in-law, that was called uh, Rachel. So what happened? Ben Tareba Zachar Ben Tareba Zachar Ben Rachel Kalata Higdilu. So now they got older. So what happened? So these Benetarubot they got married and then they uh, died. So then the uh, Mishnah says over here, in this case over here, the Benetarubot they're going to have to make Halitza. 
Why? Well, on one side, technically, it's possible they could be they're their brother, and therefore you had a yibum. But on the other side, it's possible that what? It's his father's brother's wife. That's an end. And therefore it's going to be a suit. So they have to make a halitza across the board. However, the bene zekena, they're able to make halitza on one and yibum on the other because for them, either it's yibum or and the, 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 there's no problem of going with Let's say they're, uh, uh, it, it, it would be a nephew, which is the nephew's uh, wife, which would, would not be a problem. So that's the first case of Mishnah, and the reverse would be the Metua Kesherim. So in that case over there, as we said, it would be the opposite. Comes the Mishnah and continues into other cases. Kohenet shenit'arev valda bevelad shefchata. You have a Kohenet. Her child got mixed up with the child of the shefcha. So now we want to know what's the dinim that come out with this child. So the Mishnah gives a couple of nafkaminot. The child can eat teruma. If it's the if it's the son of the kohenet, so therefore it's a kohen. Kohen eats teruma. If it's the shifcha, so therefore that's considered kinyan kaspo. And the deen is Kinyan Kaspo also eats teruma. So if a man of that child has no problem to eat teruma. Okay. Now, what's the next thing? Vecholkin helek ehad begoren. Which means when they go to the granary to collect the terumah, they only get one helek. Now, that's pashut. What do you mean? Of course they should only get one helek, because one of them is a kohen and one of them is a non-kohen. So the Gemara is going to explain what does that mean, holkim helek ehad begoren. But we continue. Ve'enan metameim lemetim. Well, that's clear. They're not allowed to metameh to... Metim. Well, let's be clear over here. They cannot be metameh to metim that are not their relatives. Which means, because really even a Kohen is allowed to be metameh to his relatives. So therefore, we're talking about over here, stam a met, because on the side that it's a shifcha, that it's the son of the shifcha, everyone knows no problem. But on the side that it's a Kohen, it's going to have a problem with the Gabeh, Tumah, so both of them cannot be metameh to non-relatives. Ve'enam nos'im nashim, now they're not allowed to get married, ben kesherot, ben pesulot. And as she explains, what does it mean, ben kesherot? Mishum evet, which is a regular keshera, obviously they cannot get married to, because maybe one of them is a evet. Next to she ben pesulot, kegon shifcha. They can't get married to pesulot either, because maybe he's a kohen. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Higdilu, now let's say... They grew up. They became older. Hatar about these uh, this these child uh, that these children that were mixed up. The shichiru ze So what do they do? They free each other. Which means, let's say the uh, father of this uh, shifha, right? Let's say the father died. So now they themselves go to each other, the children over here, and they uh, they free each other. The malafshach. So now uh, they both uh, at least have one kohen over here. And you have one, Yisrael. So what's the deen now with them? Well, nos'im nashim ru'yota kehuna. Well, now they're allowed to marry women that would be befitting to the kehuna. For example, they're not allowed to marry, let's say, a divorcee, because uh, if one of them is a kohen, but they can marry a regular Yisrael, it would be no problem. Because once already they become free, even the Ebed now becomes full-fledged Jew. So you have no problem with that. So comes the Gemishtaki, Okay, also, since it's still mixed up, you have a Kohen in there, cannot be Mittame to the Mittim still. But if they did become Tameh, they do not receive Malkut. Why not? She says, which is each one could come along and say, listen, I'm not the Kohen over here. So really it's hard to give a hatra'ah. When you give malkut to somebody, you have to give him a hatra'ah. So it's you don't know who the guy is over here. You don't know if he's a Kohen or not. So therefore you cannot give him a malkut. Well, that's clear. They're not allowed to eat truma because one of them is a non-Kohen. If they ate... And Mishalmin, Keren, Vehomish. They do not pay 
Kerem Vehomish. Because whenever we're going to discuss a monetary issue with these two guys over here, each one can come along and say, What do you the want? I'm a Kohen. And we have a rule that says, I'm Otsi Mechavero, Alavaraya. So you want me to pay not Kerem Vehomish? I'm a Kohen. I'm going to pay anything. So we, the betting cannot uh, excise from them any monetary payments. Ve'enam cholkim alagorin, which means when they go, uh, get their terumah, they do not go to the gorin. They do not divide it at the granary. We'll wait for the Gemara to explain exactly what this means. Umochrin terumah. They can sell the terumah, which means, Rashi, terumat tivuatan, which means they themselves take terumah from their own produce, when they separate it, and they don't have to give the terumat to the kohen. Techolhad amar le kohen aitira ayad de lav kohen ana, which means bring me an ayad and I'm not a kohen. Ushkol. Omikol makom leochlai yevshar, but they can't eat it because there's a suffix that's not a kohen. So what do they do? Elamochran otan le kohenim adim shalim shvedadamim shlahem. They can sell their own terumat to other kohenim and take the money. They keep the money for themselves. So again, nobody could tell them uh, that they have to give them the terumah. Prove me, I'm, I'm a kohen myself. Uh, but I can't eat it. So I'm not going to do it. I'll sell it and take the money and the money I can use. Comes again and says, Mishnah continues. What do you mean? Ve'enam cholkim bekodsheh ha-mikdash. Rashi explains over here, En cholkim bekodsheh ha-mikdash kegon orot kadashim. Which means we have a rule... The Kohanim that, let's say, go serve in the Bet HaMikdash, so as a payment for their service, so they get the skins yeah. of the animals. So they're not part of it. They cannot go along, let's say, to, 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 to a certain Mishmar, and say, oh, you know, we're part of the Mishmar over here, and therefore we want the Orot. No, they don't get that. Ve'en notnin lahem kadashim, nor can they serve as Kohanim. I mean, a, a, a fellow cannot go to one of these guys over here and bring, give him a Korban, and tell them, go, uh, go sacrifice it for me. That's en notin lahem kadashim. You don't bring them a kadashim. Now she says, lakriv. Ve'en motzi'in shelahem midehem. What does that mean? So that she over here has different explanations. Let's read Rashi. Ve'en motzi'in shelahem miyadam. You do not take what's in their hands from them. Let's read Rashi. Imayu hayavin qatat. O Asham, O Ola, they themselves I have a Quran for whatever reason. En kofin otan lititen le anshem mishmar vidiot avodatam ve oram le anshem mishmar, which means normally, as we said, that what when a person comes to bring a Quran, who usually brings the Quran, the mishmar of that week, right. and that mishmar gets all the skins, etc. However, there is a law that says that a kohen. He himself can bring it himself. It doesn't have to be tied into the specific mishmar of the week. So therefore, as she continues, the cholhad amar ana kohen. Each one can come along and say, "Listen, I'm a kohen." Vitanya minayin lekohen sheba umakriv korbenotav kol shagashirze. How do you know the kohen when he wants to bring his personal kohen? He can bring it any time he wants. Va'afidu b'mishmar she'ero shelo. Even in a mishmar that's not his, tamud bomar uba bechol avat nafsho. How do we know in that case over there he keeps the skins to himself? Oh, children that are mixed up. Since one of them is a Kohen, Betting can't come along and say, hey, listen, you guys, you know, one of you are not a queen, I'm taking the skins over here and I'm giving it to the uh, mishmar uh, uh, of, of the week. They can't do that. Ela yakribu korbanehem. They bring the korban, obviously not themselves. V'yahzeru lahena basar v'aor. They give them back the meat and they give them back the skins. V'yitenum l'chol mishirzu. That's one option, which means the basar and all, and the skins. Because that's how we're, we're, we're Kohanim. We're Kohanim, the skins belong to us. The deen is a regular Kohen, can bring your Qurban himself, and bring the skins, and take the skins himself. You're not going to give it to the Mishmar of the week. So these guys come along and say, we take the basar back, that was a stipulation they made, and we want the skins back. Betin cannot uh, take it out from them. And she then goes on to say, O halalu ya'asu shaliyah. 
Or let's say they'll come along and appoint a shaliyakol kohen shiritsu. They'll, they'll pick the kohen that they want. So that's another option, which means they, they get the benefit. They'll pick the kohen that brings the kohen, and therefore that guy will get the meat, but it's their choice, as opposed to the mishmar of the weak. Or she gives a third option. They'll just wait. They'll wait till they're happy to, the, the, their mishmar comes around, meaning the mishmar they want to give it to comes around, and then they'll give it to that. So therefore, basically, according to that she, that she's giving you three ways that bottom line, they're going to give it, they have a tomata na'a over here where they don't have to give it to the mishmar of the weak. Either they can take it by force from them, and Betty can do what he think, or they can give it to the kohen that they want to be their agent to bring it, or they can wait. They'll wait till the mishmar that they want comes around, and they'll give it to them. Waiting, anybody could do. The Rosh Hash points out anybody could wait till the right mishmar comes around. It's like they don't have. Correct. That's not, that's not specific right for them, but that's another way. In the chenami, in the chenami. Look at that. Look at that. She says lashon, lashon acher. She brings another lashon. Veikar. He likes this one better. En notnim kadashim, which is when it says en notnim kadashim. How did she learn above? You can't bring them uh, animals to sacrifice. No, it means bebechor v'haramim kamar. Means you have a bechor. What's the need of a bechor? Bechor, you have to give it to the kohen. Kohen brings it on the mispayah, then he eats the meat. So say these guys are not kohanim. Uh, you don't know if he's a kohen or not. So you don't give the bechor to the uh, this kohen. V'haramim is things that are sanctified as hekdesh. What does mean? You don't take what's in their hands away from them. I'm not Kohen. What is it talking? What is it which means their haramim and their bechor, for example, belongs to them. Nobody can take it away. Then the Mishnah gives the example. My ka'avid bebechor shal. So what does he do with the bechor? Kohen has a bechor, right? So he tell him, he says, Kohen, you can't take it away from me. Good, what is he going to do with it? He can't eat it because he's a safek. So the Mishnah is going to tell us in the next lines, Let it go graze until it gets a moom. Now, we're not going to let this guy bring the bechor tam when it's shalim. Why? Dimken lo yochalet besaro. They're not going to be able to eat the basar. Because now what's going to happen, he's going to bring the Bechor Tam to the Bet HaMikdash. God brings it, he's going to keep it to himself. So we want to give a case over here where Kohen has a Bechor. Nobody could tell him to give the Bechor to him. He said, I'm a Kohen, Bechor belongs to me. Yeah, but buddy, you can't eat the Bechor. It's Shalem. Oh, so now what he'll do? He'll wait till it has a moon. Once it has a moon, the deed is even in Yisrael is able to eat a bechor that has a moon, and therefore it's okay. So according to the Shna'a Harina, it means like this. Don't give the Kohen your bechor, this guy, the Sefek. Don't give it to him, because you don't know if he's a Kohen. But his own bechor, you can't take away from him. That's the Shna'a Harina. Now why did she reject the first Lashon? Lashon Rishon Kasheli. Which means, one of the options that she said in the Nishnah Kama was, he'll make a shaliyah, this guy, go bring me. You can't do that, because if you can't bring it yourself, you cannot appoint a shaliyah. So therefore, that option is not an option. Therefore, she'd rather take the Nishnah Harina. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Ufturim min azerowa umin alehayayim umin akeba. Normally when a person brings a korban, so those parts over there of the animal go to the kohen. So when he brings his own korban, he's able to keep those parts back for himself. Now you say, how can he eat them? He's allowed to eat them. Because even the czar is allowed to eat these parts of the korban. Comes the Mishnah continues, oh, What does he do with his bechor? Which is, we said he can keep it himself. He doesn't have to give it to the kohen. Yeah, but if it's a bechor tam, he's not going to be allowed to, to eat it. So it says, And the wait till it becomes blemished, now it becomes a baal mum, and now it will be permissible even for him. Look at Ashid. Ashid says, which means you cannot force the guy to go give it to the Kohanim. Obviously they cannot uh, give it to a Kohen. Because what you say, I want the Basar back. What do you mean? It's Bechor Tam. Bechor Tam is not allowed to eat the Basar. 
So therefore, the Bechotam which means we said in the first part of the Mishnah, we had a case over here of Tarubot, uh, right? The children that were mixed up. And we called the Vadai children, we called them Kishirim. So this is Elahanak, Mishum, Deiruv, Lehu, Havilu, Pesulin. What? The Vadais are called Kishirim. It's Mashmah that you call them Benet Arabot, Pesulin. Why should they be Pesulin? Because you don't know their, 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 their parents, so it doesn't make them Pesulin. Amara Papa, Emma, Umetu Havadain. You're right. Don't call them the Kesherim, call them the Vadain. Therefore, everybody's Kesher over here. Just one's a Vadain and one is a Safek. The Mishnah continued, Lebnei Akala Echad Cholets, which means we said when it came to the Bnei Akala, one of them makes a Halitza, and then let's say in the case where we said one of them would make a Yibum. So the Gemara says, Dafka Mechalets Vadar Yibumet. She is first, the Halitza must precede the Yibum in these cases. Why? But to make Yibum begin there initially, no, why? The Kapaga, Bibama, the Shuk. Which means because it could be that this is really not his Yavam, and therefore, Yavama, therefore he's being Pogaya, Bibama, the Shuk. Therefore, let him make a Halitza first, and then once you make a Halitza, so therefore he got rid of the problem of Yibama, the Shuk, and therefore they can make a Yibama to the second lady. Comes the Mishnah and continued. Kohanot Shinit Arif. So what's the other case had a Kohanit that her child got mixed up with the child of the Shifha. So what do we say? We said Helik Ehad we said so when they go to the Goren, they only get one Helik. When they go to the Goren to get the Tiruma, they only get one share. Of course they should only get one share. There's only one Kohen over here. So the Gemara says, Helik Ehad. Peshita. What do you mean, of course? How many halakim you want to give them? At most, there's only one Kohen over here. So the Gemara says, Ema halak ke'ehad. Or halak ke'ehad. Which means they have to go together. What does this mean, together? It says, Tenan, Keman de'amar. This is following the opinion that says, En cholkin teruma le'eved, Ela imken rabbo imo. We have a shita that says like this. And the Eved is allowed to eat Tirumah. Let's remind us of the Adin, Kenyan Kaspo. Right. So there's no issue over here of eating the Tirumah. The issue over here is, now when they're going to go to the Goren, so it says they have to go together. That's the Hadush of the Gemara. Which means you have over here this uh, Eved, so one of them at least, and this uh, Kohen. Okay, so now they got mixed up. So they both go to the Goren, and they are going to get... Tirumah. Now, why do they have to go together? Yeah, why can't they go separately? So the Gemara says, Detanya, we have a Braita. En Kolkin Tirumah Le'eved. You don't give Tirumah to Le'eved. Eda Imken Le'bo'imu. Unless his master is with him. Devrer Bihuda. Bihoseh Omer. Bihoseh says, Yachol Shiyomar. He's able to go down to the granary and say like this, Im Kohen ani tenuli bishvil atzmi. Listen, if I'm a Kohen, give it to me because of me. Vim Eved Kohen, and if I'm the Eved of a Kohen ani, tenuli bishvil labi, give it to me because of my master. Which means, according to the Yudai, can go down alone and just make that uh, condition to the uh, people giving out the Tirumah. That's no problem. So now the Gibbara says, Bim Komosh, the Yudai, the place of the Yudai. Hi, I'm sorry, that last case was the case of uh, was Rabbi Yosef Shita. The place of Rabbi Yehuda, which means in the Yehuda's place, when they would go to the granary, they'd see somebody at the granary getting Tirumah, already that gave me Yehus as a Kohen, which means they would marry people off the, the Kehunah based on who picked it up. And therefore they were Mahmir. 
which is if you can let this Ibn go down alone and pick up his Tirumah, they're going to hold him that he's Yehus, and he's really not. It's going to be a problem. However, in the place of Rabbi Yoseh, they didn't make Yehus based on who picked up the Tirumah. So if you can even send the Ibn, and we're not worried that it wasn't going to say, oh, it must be a Kohen if he went down. No, because in this place over there, Yehus wasn't based on who went to the granary. So therefore, it wasn't a problem to send the Ibn. So basically, the whole uh, 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 route of this halakha is dependent on what? What status do they give to the person that goes to pick up the tirumah? If you're going to give him the status of Yehus, so then we say, you know what? They both have to go down. They both have to go down. The Ebed can only go down if the master is with them. So everybody knows over here who the Ebed is. They're not going to have a problem. They're not going to be a hiss. But if he goes down, it's going to be a problem. But if anyway, they would never be a hiss, those that went down to the ground. We should let him go down alone and get it. According to that stipulation that he said, either I'm getting it because I'm a Kohen, I'm getting it because my master is a Kohen. Right. So the Mishnah that said, Ke'ehad is following the Bihuda that says they weren't Miyahes them, so therefore you have to take them down. Ke'ehad has to go down together, both the Evid and the Kohen. Of course. Kohen. If the Evid wants to go down, he has to go down with the Kohen. Tanya, we have a Braita. Well, in this case over here, the Safik. This case of is Safik, you don't know who the Kohen and the Zura Evan is. So therefore, in this case, they both have to go down alone, but both uh, together. Tanya, Amar Bi El Azar Bar Tzadok. Rabbi Azar Bar Tzadok said, Miyamai lo he'adi ela edut ehad. My life only made one testimony, and based on that testimony, ve'elu Evan l'kehuna. And as a result of my testimony, I'll be, as a result of my testimony, what happened? They went and they made a uh, Evid marrying into the Kuna. So the Kabbalah says, What? Al Pi Elus Al Kadatak? Okay, Velu Evid the Kuna Al Pi. Okay, and they went and they made an Evid Kashe the Kuna based on my testimony. Good. Kabbalah says, Elus Al Kadatak. Is it possible to say one of the, the great rabbis made such a testimony and such a takala, such a stumbling block came out of his, uh, his testimony? The animals of the tzaddikim, Boreolam, doesn't bring a takala yadam. Like we see different stories of the animals of the hachamim that didn't want to work on Shabbat or they didn't want to eat things that were not the taken to remote and masrot. It's the animals of the tzaddikim, Boreolam protects them. So what's going to be, as she says, Hamorosh shall be perhaz bin Yair, like the famous story, the Hamor of perhaz bin Yair, Atzmo, Tzadikin, Atzman, Lokot Sheken, Hashon certainly God's not going to bring a stomach back to the Tzadikin, so how can you say to a testimony of Rabbi Hazar Bat Tzadok, Hatz V'Shalom, it turned evident away in Yuh Hasla Keunah. So Gibran says, Ela Ema, say like this, Bikshu Le'a'alot Eved Le'Keunah, they wanted to, I'll be, According to his testimony, why would happen? Tell you the details. So he saw this Ebed go down to the granary, but which place was he in? When the Biyosef's place, they don't ma'ale the kiuna from this. So he sees an Ebed going down, so he went back. He went and testified in the place of Rabbi Yehuda and said, I saw an Ebed go down, I saw a man go down into the granaries. Well, they said, okay, he said it's uh, mutar. But what happened? They found out before a takala would come out. But that's exactly how it happened, which means his testimony wasn't was a legitimate testimony. Just that he saw it in the Biyosef's place and he testified in the Biyudas would have different standards. And therefore it says that that thing ended up happening, which they kept him in heaven and they were not ma'alehim the keunah.